Have you ever seen Indiana Jones? That, that is a great movie. A long time ago, though. Well, okay, they, they have this whole movie dedicated to the Ark of the Covenant. All right, so tune in for our next episode to hear how the Bible-inspired Hollywood movie. Pretty cool. Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is Braden Pohoich. And my name is John Drabert. We have a pretty fun episode for all of you today. <laughs> Are we allowed to say it's fun or <laughs> is it like kind of not fun if we have to tell them that it's, it's going to be fun. You're going to really no, like no, it. No, I think we are naturally cool and fun. And so automatically <laughs> oh, that makes the episode cool and fun. Right. Yep. Uh, that's how <laughs> fun and cool works. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Enough making me feel like I'm old and out of touch. Uh, like we said, we do have a fun story here for you guys today. And it, it covers, a, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It covers a lot of stuff. In classic Old Testament fashion, there's some wars and a plague. Yeah. It does seem like we have covered some... You know, some pretty nasty plagues and, mm -hmm. and some big wars in recent podcast history. But, Braden, uh, you're right. It is common in the Old Testament to have some of these things going on. Indeed it is, John. We continue to dive into 1 Samuel today, picking up in chapter 4 and going all the way to chapter 7. We, we are covering a lot of chapters, a lot of ground. Yeah, we are. So, I have a recap ready at the end. Perfect. I, we can always use a recap. All right, to start us off and catch us up, Samuel has just been, well, solidified is a good word, as the prophet in our last story. And after hearing from the, so this happened after hearing from the Lord and sharing what he had heard with Eli, who was the priest. And he was also this, you know, this half-blind father-like mentor slash guardian Yeah, person. Eli had a lot of roles. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He, he really did. A lot of, he was wearing a lot of hats. Yes. Yeah. Figuratively speaking. Yeah. We would assume. <laughs> Why couldn't he do it for real? A lot of <laughs> hats. Mean, maybe. Okay. Chapter four starts then out with this like big fight between is the Israel army and the Philistines. Now, these two armies had been at war for a really long time and they were enemies of each other. And they just, it just seemed they were constantly in battle with one Kind of like John and I. Yeah, only worse. <laughs> constantly in battle. All way right, worse. the Israelites in this particular battle were defeated as they returned to their camp. The elders of the camp asked, why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Now, in this conversation, it seems as though they, they've hatched a plan to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the camp, to the, the, the battle camp. Now, this would be a sign that the Lord is, is with them mm -hmm. and would have favor on them, or at least that was the idea, right? Right. It, was, uh, uh, it, it didn't really play out that way, unfortunately. Nope. Um, a quick side note, okay, the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant is described really well and in detail in Exodus. Right. Um, so if you're curious about it, go read it in Exodus. Um, and it would have been built shortly after the Israelites had escaped Egypt under Moses' guidance. Yeah. So, the Ark is said to have contained things like the Ten Commandment tablets, and it was built of, like, the solid wood and had all sorts of gold. Like, it was an impressive, impressive thing. Yeah. Like, it even had these cherubim angel yeah. figures on top with of it. Winged. With With wings, and like, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was like, a, it was a prized possession of mm -hmm. the Israelite people. It kind of it would have helped stand for some of their freedoms and some of their relationship with God and, and all these things that it, in their mind, it, you know, they're as God's favorite people. This was kind of like 
a trophy. Yes. At, at least that's how they think of it here, which we will learn is not such a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's a good point. You know, they thought, yeah. right? They thought the, these things. So keep this in mind as we continue, because what they were thinking... Uh, in reality, yeah. not always lining up. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. So the Ark is then brought down to the battlefield in hopes that it will help the Israelites in the war against the Philistines. Spoiler alert, it does not help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, kind of just, yeah, well, well <clears throat> no more spoilers. The Israelites, yes. well, they are defeated again. Even though the army had put so much trust in the fact that they had the Ark with them. Right, bringing it down to the battlefield. That's right. And it, I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, John, but it, it seems as though they're putting more faith in the actual like physical box of the Ark that the... Mm-hmm. The, the built piece of the actual thing the actual thing then they were way more trusted in that than they were placing in god yeah absolutely and and keep that in mind also okay, like two things in mind <laughs> all right there's a lot to keep in mind on this story but keep that in mind also like they were they were defeated again mm-hmm. and in this battle eli's two sons died just as we saw samuel predict in our last episode and and you know what like it after when uh, Eli gets the report yeah. uh, that his sons have died, I think he dies as well. He, he does. Which is yeah. like, that's a lot of death in, in the family for, for like one day or, or within, the, within the week at least, right? Yeah. Like, ugh. I mean, Eli was old. Yeah, he was. So a shock, but. Still not a fun thing to hear. <laughs> no, okay. So after this defeat, uh, the Philistines, you know, they decide to take the Ark of the Covenant as a token of their win. You know, they brought it. Uh, from their camp at Ebenezer to Ashad. No, Ebenezer. Yeah, Ashad. Ebenezer. They grabbed it from one place and took it to the other place. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're throwing our, our English uh, accents all over that. Yeah. Our Canadian English accents. All right. The Philistines, you know, they were worshiping a different god, a false god, mm-hmm. by the name of Dagon. They placed the ark in the, in the temple or the house of Dagon and left it there for the night. Okay, so then when they returned in the morning, the statue of Dagon had fallen face down before the Ark of the Lord. The Philistines then, obviously uh, wanting to respect their god, they picked the statue of Dagon back and, and kind of placed it back where they thought it should be. You can't help but think that it's like symbolically Dagon is worshiping God. Right. Which is kind of crazy. And, and so after the next morning, once again, they returned and the statue of Dagon had once again fallen face down, but this time it had broken and separated. The head was one piece and the two hands were broken off as well. And then the body remained as one larger piece. So like, yeah, it's not good. No. It's sending a message. And, and there, there would have been nobody in that temple, most likely at the time. And so we see that um, this was kind of the beginning of, of the Lord's presence being known by the Philistines. Yes. That, and- that the Lord... Uh, our God was there with the covenant, with the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, and, and so much greater than the Philistine God. Yes. Or gods. Yeah. All right, so I think now is an important time to mention when we speak of God as, well, a, a jealous God. Because mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Yeah. That's kind of thrown around sometimes. Yeah, God is a jealous God. I think we can see that really exemplified here mm. in this story. You know, he broke the statue of this false god that the Philistines were worshiping. 
And remember, one of the commandments, uh, of the Ten Commandments being, yep. you know, you shall have no other gods before me, that there, there is only one true God. Right. Only one. So, so jealous in the fact that our, uh, in worshiping, if, our worship should go towards God. Yeah. The, not the any false God. gods. Correct. All right. All right. Good thing to mention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So this, the, these acts of uh, discipline continue. The Philistines and the people of Ashdod, which is, you know, the, where the Ark currently sits or sat, um, they were afflicted with some horrible things. Like, think of this. They were afflicted with many, many tumors, like all over their body. That's, that's not a fun thought. No. No. So they finally clue in and they're putting the, the puzzle pieces together to the, you know, they're, they're thinking the cause of these tur- tumors must be the fact that they have this ark there. And right. so they decide that they cannot have the ark in the place uh, where their god is, Dagon. And so they decided to take the ark out of Ashad and take it to a town called Gath. Okay, so Here's now I'm at... Fun gift. Here's a fun. Imagine how that conversation oh. went. Okay, it's yeah. Uh, the people of Ashad. We have a, a gift for you. The people <laughs> of Goth and or Gath and Gath is like. Um, uh, oh, what's the occasion? No, it's nobody's no, birthday no th- today. No, thank you. <laughs> I, that can't. Uh, that conversation could not have gone well. No, it's not like they like texted them either. Like it, they probably just, just showed up. With they it. just showed up. Exactly. Here it is. Take it. <laughs> so pro- probably didn't go very well. No. So. Obviously, as you can imagine, not long after the ark arrived in Gath, the men were afflicted with terrible tumors as well. Young men, old men, boys, all of the males. Um, all, they all had tumors all over their bodies. Okay, so then our, our, uh, the, the individuals at Gath, mm-hmm. you know, they took a note from the book of the people of Ashad and that they had learned and they decided to get rid of the ark. Yeah. Um, also had a not fun conversation. So they then take it to the people of Ekron. However, the people of Ekron had kind of caught on to what was happening here um, and that there were bad things would happen if they were the ones to have the Ark. And yep. so they were freaking out. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they Seriously, they were terrified yeah. that the Ark had arrived and that the people of Gath had sent it. And, and maybe thinking like they had sent it to kill their town and all right. the people. Like this was... Like, there was some tremendous animosity between the two. Yeah. It, it's not a nice gift, not a gift at all, to, not a th- nice no, thing like, to receive. they're dumping it on them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it symbolized death to the Philistines. Yeah. And so, okay, so the people of Ekron, you know, they, they tried to do the smart thing, and they screamed, and they pleaded to send the Ark back to its rightful place amongst <laughs> the instruments. They, like, wanted nothing to do with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And, and the Ark of the Lord remained in the Philistine nation. Get this, for seven months. Yeah, I unfortunately don't think the people of Ekron got rid of it. No, that they took, were, I think they, they were also, stuck as like, till the rulers had made some sort of decision. Yeah, so, I think they, they were afflicted with some plagues as well. Mm-hmm. So the Philistines, they were deciding what to do with the Ark, and they concluded that they should not, in fact, send, they should, in fact, send it back to Israel, but not send it back empty, or mm. they should send it in with something. So right. in hopes of being healed from the tumors, they placed a guilt offering uh, with the ark. Right. And it's a really strange thing here. So um, yeah, th- this guilt offering mm-hmm. is, uh, so I don't know, like you're receiving the ark that uh, was once yours, but also beside it is a box full of golden tumors and golden mice, which yeah. is what they decided to send with it. Yeah. Could you imagine like 
Okay, so it's one thing to receive the ark, which is like all of a sudden killing all these different people. Right. Right? Uh, or God, I guess, was uh, sending that plague. Not the, t- not the ark. But all of a sudden you're like, uh, <laughs> thanks for the thanks? golden mice? Yeah. Like, this is not something you look at and you're like, oh, I've been... I've been waiting for so long for somebody to clue into the fact that I've been really, really wanting <laughs> really this wanting golden us. tumor and all that it represented. Like, yeah. it's just a great reminder of the joy of life. <laughs> it took me far too. I, I, I will admit that I considered far too long what a golden tumor would look like because I was like, what sets a gold? What sets a golden tumor apart from just a golden lump? I, I, I have no idea. Like, it's probably very easy to like design a golden tumor they, they probably they, didn't do they much describe work. it in in the bible actually as um images of your images in gold or images of the tumors or something like that and so i think they probably carved it into the gold ah like maybe like a person like a the picture a of a person with, with all the tumors that's gross too though it's gross like you yeah. don't want that either no it's not something you're gonna put on your fireplace man no <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, it's not going up for decorations. <laughs> okay. Well, along with all that stuff, they put some other things with the ark that yeah, were less did. gross. Yeah, like so, some milk, I right. think, and something else, which is kind of strange as well, milk, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So, all that said, they fill the ark with some of these things and and then they send it off yeah. with these two cows and they they don't have any driver. Yeah. It's just like they send it off and they're like, if it goes back to Israel, we'll know that it was the God of Israel that was causing all of these yeah. things. Yeah. So. And also at this point, like it'd be, I think they'd be hard pressed to find a volunteer to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a prize for you. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. Um, okay. So as, as it passes like out of the Philistine region and then into where the Israelites are, the Israelite people are, it's harvest time. So they're kind of out in the field gathering their harvest and they see it coming into the region and, and being brought by these two cows, which would have been a lot of money and, and stuff back then. And they celebrate loudly. They yeah. see it coming. They're excited. They're super excited about it all. And the ark, so the ark was taken to a place called Beth Shemesh where it would return to the Israelite people. Uh, and so the Israelites uh, looked inside the cart to find the gold tumors and the mice and the milk and some other guilt offerings that the Philistines had sent. Now, these offerings are weird, but what they were to represent was the plagues that the Philistines had been through and actually the power and the recognition of who God is in those plagues. Now, the story ends with them sending messengers to another town, a hilltop town where the ark was then taken and placed, where it stayed for for quite a while. It says in the beginning of chapter 7 that it was there for some 20 years. And and all of Israel Mm -hmm. had lamented after the Lord. Lamented is a pretty big word, so maybe you could, like, clarify that. Um, Lamented is, like, a, a bit of a prayer of, like, Lord, we are in hardship. It's a little bit of mourning, mourning, but also it's this idea of like drawing closer, I think, yes. right? It's like we're um, apologetic, maybe like we're sorry for what we've, yeah, where we were, and we pray that you bring us closer to you in that. Yeah. And they're, so they're lamenting and there's mm-hmm. this slow process of God bringing them back mm-hmm. to himself. Yeah. Um, 
man, if the Ark of the Covenant had a passport over these seven oh, months. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that would be quite the journey. Um, okay, so this, this story does literally cover a lot of ground yeah. because the Ark physically moves a lot. And figuratively, it also, there's a lot going on. There's mm-hmm. a lot of animosity. There's a lot of uh, frustration between peoples. Uh, so, John, in two sentences, mm-hmm. the you know, if we remember back, I said that I had a recap. I'm going to put you on the spot and I want you to do the recap, not for me to do the recap. All right. Two sentences is ridiculous. I'm going to use more than two sentences Ugh. because there's a lot. Like, as you said, there's a <laughs> lot that we've covered. That in was this. the challenge. That was half the challenge. All right. Okay. But I want it, <laughs> I want it your best sports highlight. <laughs> sports highlight yeah. announcer voice. Okay. Yeah. You know sports uh, more than I do. Sports. All right. Here. I'll do my best. Okay. <clears throat> In today's matchup, we have Israel in one corner, opposed by the Philistines. Israel arrogantly takes the Ark of the Covenant to battle, thinking that it will provide them with the victory. The Philistines throw the knockout blow, winning the battle and taking the Ark back home. After the Ark moves from town to town, the Philistines are devastated with a plague from God. They send the Ark back with an offering in hopes that nothing more bad happens to them. Wow. How's that? That was really good. I like that. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you tell me what region that accent's from? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> There's a little bit of like old school Chicago, maybe. And, and a little bit of like horse racing out there? Yeah, could be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Coming up in the back there, we have the... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for the recap. <laughs> All right. Hmm. So with, with much more... With how much there is going on here, yes. I think we, we can certainly learn one, more than one thing from yeah, this. Yeah, there's not just one point yeah. in the story. Like, that's, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yes. But I want to focus on, on, the idea, on this one idea. Okay. I think it's, it's really important. God opposes pride. Hmm. Okay, I, I, do, I see that too. Yeah. Um, the Israel, it, it's interesting because the Israelites as the chosen people of God but the, God also opposes their pride. He doesn't, mm. he doesn't like their pride, nor does he like the pride of, of the Philistines. And so, um, you know, we see God's people putting more faith in the ark than they were actually in God. Exactly. You know, they brought it down during the battle almost as what seems like a, a scare tactic or a, mm-hmm. or a posturing of like, hey, we've got this. You guys are going down. Look at our, look at our, look at the thing, the gold thing we got. Yeah. Um, they, Really, they were not relying on their relationship with God. They were not depending on God. They were simply bragging about the ark and, right. and the power of God, which, I mean, is far different than relying on God. Right. And, and then on, on the same note of pride, we see the Philistines take the ark as a, a winning trophy and place it in the place of their God, you know, as if they were, as if it was some sort of battle. They were saying, here's this ark that, is is lesser of the Israelites. It yeah. was the Israelites, and it's lesser now, and so we can just put it here. It's like a, it's like the Israelite God was a prisoner of war to the yeah to the Philistine God. Exactly. Yeah, and and together we see both nations desiring maybe the status of the covenant mm. of the Ark um, that that brought, but they didn't, but not the God that it represents. Right. They were more concerned with the physical thing. Yeah. They were using the ark as a symbol of power, riches, and, and victory. Right. right. To which we then see God respond to that by showing them that he is much more 
much, much more than just a, a trophy or something to be kind of toted around. Mm. You know, that he is more than a, a wooden crate and some gold. Yeah. So God opposes pride. Mm. It is about our relationship with him, not about how much we can brag about him or how many wars we think we could win because we have him, quote unquote, on our side. Right. It's a, it's a big thought because there is, there's a difference between, you know, being proud of your relationship with God, which is, is something I think that, like, personally, I aspire to. I want to be proud of my relationship. I don't want to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to be prideful in that relationship. Yeah, I, I think the difference can come because of why we feel that, mm. right? Being proud of God is okay. Right. It is something that we are happy about and are excited to share. Being prideful generally means we, we think we are better than someone or something. Right. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense to me. All right, ready ready for our growth tip this week? John, you shouldn't even have to ask me. I am always ready. Play that jingle. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Hey, uh, growth tip is a way that we believe we can help all of us grow in a relationship with Jesus. Now, Brayden, I really want this one to be fun. John, you want everything to be fun. There's nothing wrong with fun. Fun is one. You are the one who invented that. Very true. Okay. Uh, uh, fun. Let me think fun. How to make this fun. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. okay. Let me take this one. You take, for take the control. Gro- for the growth tip this week, do one thing you've never done before. Ooh. That's fun. Yeah. Try, try a new food. Make a new friend. Listen to a different style of music. Whatever you want. It's just something new. Then share that experience with God. Journal it, journal about it, pray about it. Uh, share what you thought you what you thought, what you liked, what you didn't like. Would you try this thing a second time? Ooh. Okay, I actually uh you know what I, I actually really like this one. Yeah, you like trying new things. I love trying new things. You like new friends. I do like new friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna um, be fun. It's it's this is a way that we can share our lives with God. God wants all of us. He wants the little things, he wants the big things. And so I like this. It's it's you know, it's a really fun way to share something new with God. All right, see? Fun. I told you so. Yeah, yeah, fun. Okay, at risk of John continuing to be the fun one, we're just gonna end it here. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Remember, there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with God. And growing a relationship relationship with God can definitely be fun. Well said. We are always open to questions or discussions. Please find us at a Bible Story Pod on Instagram. Take care and have fun. <laughs> ah, a bear, he's charging you. You, you choose <laughs> to jump off a cliff. Do you go into the water below? How do you jump? Okay, well, I'm jumping with everything I got, all my might. I want to clear the rocks and hit the water. Well, that is exactly what God wants you to do. <laughs> what? Okay, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, Braden is going to have to explain himself.